Our first Bible reading will be taken from Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 25. Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 25. Without being in Christ, let us hear the word of God. I was... Sorry. Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad. Rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will, create, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people. And the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. No longer will babies die only a few days old. No longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. No longer will people be considered old at 100. Only the cares will die that young. In those days, people will live in the houses they built and eat the fruit of their own vineyards. Unlike the past, invaders will not take their houses and confiscate their vineyards. For my people will live as long as trees, and my chosen ones will have time to enjoy their hard-won gains. They will not work in, va- in vain, and their children will not be doomed to misfortune. For they are people blessed by the Lord, and their children too will be blessed. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat hay like a cow. But the snakes will eat dust. In those days, no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amen. Our second Bible reading is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 19 to 26. Wanikanimonijenyole, she agbene ate Christo shin keje gbohin atin efe klenklen moye meni ewole atin eja ke boni gbele chongbomono ke bale na kan no nshite hun chongbomono ke ba eja ke tamo boni adam ni menfen gbo yele na kan no nken Christo ni le aha menfen yi anawala ye she mo fe moye le di enche egbehe Clan clan moji Christo. No sele. Meniji Christo nile. Ye eba lemni. No se dani nagbele baba. Beni eke manche yeli ahan yungmo chele. Ni efu no yeli fen. Kehegbe fen. Kehewale fen sele. Shinja eye manche ke ashibe no ni nyungmo ke. Hinye loy le fen awo enajanshi. Nagbe hinye loni. Mbelma be nube jina wanin chen 
a washe entire shenshen. Na in who can one? No, a ball who name yardin. What ball who name yardin? What ball who name yardin since send femino? Was see one day. I had then a homer shen ya, or I say. I wore a woof me. On ye hot, now I saw. Home come, bre home. Rather who won't want chen or gallery no, or catch her home. There or singing papa no there. What be you no ashe in the boyer phone, sir? Now I born and be a mood dream. Neda Otia Ebasan, while I sold you. Now what car, what car, need some more kind no. No, we feel in Danodo. Sunny back can the maying in our tread, do be a corner. Ying in carning in Mary Magdalene, ye Joanna, ye James, and then Mary. Ye in banka, what can one No. Bekan, the may you know me in our tread as Mafono. Now in some ye year one day in Sunhun. Now one Jim one in the Nepita de or sorry to two Mrika quarrying Danodo. Now all boy no more adeno. Oh, who in dry at terminal and baby. Now all sunny call move or sorry call Nufie. Neda Ayeno or Yeno one one. Pacho baby any bill. Ne Peter de or sorry to two Mrika quarrel in Danodro. Na obo numu adeno, O Hunin dra tamino, Enco egu for eguho, na o sane call nifie, neda o ye no ye no wanwa, eradasin, amen. In your death, we have gained victory. In your resurrection, you've given us hope and a new life. We celebrate, Jesus, your triumph. Grant that in your triumph, we will also be partakers of the hosts of conquerors, those who have conquered sin, death, and the powers that be. And as we search your word, enlighten our us. Lift our souls, give us understanding and a deep faith in the resurrection. And above all, grant redemption to our souls. This we pray in Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know if you're going to be a person who's going to be a person. And I know that for many of us, today is a special day. A day that we come together to express our faith 
as Christians. It is true that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the centrality of the Christian faith. And every Christian needs to understand the resurrection and believe in the resurrection. After all, every Sunday, we confess that we believe in the resurrection of the dead. So, for today, we want to look critically at the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is given prominence in the Gospels. So, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, one of the narratives, one of the stories of Jesus, that all the four gave account of, is the resurrection of Jesus. So its prominence to the Christian faith cannot be ignored. Even though in the narratives we may see some differences in terms of sequence, but if you are able to put them together, they help us understand what actually happened. After the resurrection and after the day of Pentecost, in the preaching of the apostles, the central theme of their preaching, in fact, it's not the birth of Jesus, but the resurrection of Jesus. So the church's proclamation centers on the resurrection of Christ. For example, if you read Acts chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, let us hear the preaching of Peter. As Peter was preaching, he said, But you deny the Holy One and the just and ask for a murderer to be granted to you. And you kill the prince of life whom God raised from the death of which we are witnesses. Then he said, this man that you see healed is healed because Jesus is alive. From there, they preach the resurrection of Jesus. So Paul was so bold to conclude in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, which is our test. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 14. 
Let's listen to Paul again. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching, the preachings that they have been preaching, the centrality of the gospel is empty. And then all who have come to believe, you and I, our preaching, our faith is also empty. So the resurrection of Jesus and its witness became the earliest form of Christian greetings, which was a radical departure from the traditional Jewish preaching before Christ was born, even when Christ himself was alive. As a Jewish community, they greeted themselves every morning like the Jews. Shalom Elakim. Peace be unto you. Then the other person will respond, Shalom. So that was a normal everyday greetings. It's like today. Some Christians, when they meet a brother or sister, instead of what does the Christian say? Hallelujah, brother. Praise the Lord. So, at the point, we want to even use praise the Lord, hallelujah, as a Christian form of greetings. In the same way, when Jesus resurrected, the Christians shifted from the traditional Christian Jewish greetings and they greeted themselves with the resurrection by saying, Christ is risen. And the response is what? He's risen indeed. This is the first, the earliest Christian form of greetings. So I want you to greet someone. And I wish we don't change to hallelujah, praise the Lord. Because our center is what Christ has done. So catch away, Yanko. Christ has served. Ah, ah, you see, you see the problem now. Nipatuni Sir, 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 Peter, no one can go on your boat, who be brother, Shadi or Moye, Shadi or Moye, almost say, I dear no. So I greet you now. Christ, our son. Christ, our son. Friends, the earliest Christian greetings. On the centrality of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of this, there is a certain portion of the Psalms which was associated with the Christian greetings, Christian teachings on the resurrection. Yankankan, the Psalter, 
But in Psalm 118, which is a Psalter for today, it's one of the Psalms that were being used by the church when they come to Easter. We call it the Egyptians' Hallelujahs. A section of the Psalms from, I think, Psalm 105 through to 118, the last one. We call them the Egyptians' Hallelujah. And in those Psalms, it's always about praising God for what he has done for Israel. An act of deliverance, bringing them out of Egypt, bringing them out of Babylon. God delivering his people. And, and so they use these Psalms to celebrate God's deliverance in Christ. So one of the Psalms, that is Psalm 118, is so wonderful for this day. A psalm of deliverance which God has given to his people. A portion of the psalm says, verse 22 of the psalm says, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Obona odensufun oyini twichinen they use this quotation in reference to Jesus whom they crucified whom they killed whom they destroyed and God has now raised him and given him a name that is above every name in this psalm they also rehearse in verse 23 this is the doing and it is this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous to see or marvelous to our eyes. Then in verse 24, they end by saying, This day, this day of Sunday, this day of resurrection, this day that we have decided to worship in is the day of the Lord. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So on every Sunday, the early Christians will refer to this psalm and especially this quotation and say to themselves, this is the day the Lord has made. It is the hand of God that has established this day. It is not by human mind. It is not by our strength. The God who raised Jesus on the Sunday morning, this is the day the Lord has made. And we rejoice in this day. We shall be glad in this day. That is why for the Christian. Sunday should be your day of joy. Sunday should be your day of resurrection. Sunday should be your day that you praise God. It is not because you are coming to church. It's because you have come to understand that this day, the Lord has established it. And he said, as you catch the why there's some Sunday, I'm giving you the history. Refer the SDA person to Psalm 118. And help the person to understand what we call the Egyptian hallelujahs. And how the church came to understand the act of God on this Sunday. Oh yeah. I want to do this teaching for us to understand why we worship on Sunday. Why I love Sunday. Because this is the day the Lord has made. The day that the stone that was rejected was lifted up again. The day that the Lord's hand did something marvelous in our eyes. This is the day 
called Sunday. Mr. Oya da for here da. the rest follow us. This is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Because he rose again on that day. But listen to the psalmist again. Listen to the psalmist. Psalm 118, verse 14, 16, and 17. It says that, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord has raised in triumph. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. So the church saw this day as the day to tell about what the Lord has done. The day that God raised Jesus from the dead. And they said, this is the wonderful act of God. It is the arm of God. Sunday for us Christians is the day that we declare the greatness of God. And I am going to talk to you about the greatness of God in the light of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Tell somebody, Easter is the moment when the beginning meets the end. Easter is the beginning. Sorry, Easter is the moment when the beginning meets the end. My dear friends, I want you to have this that Easter is the moment when the beginning meets the end and this is what I'm going to explain from Isaiah reading and from 1 Corinthians and the Luke readings in Isaiah in Luke in 1 Corinthians the merging point is what I've just put together. That Easter is the moment when the beginning meets the end. So Easter is not in the past. It's still in the present. When your beginning will meet your ending. So let us go gradually. I want to do this teaching because I have come to realize this is the center of our faith and many Christians, we take it for granted. We hardly come to grips with this faith. Listen to Paul again. If Christ has not risen, our preaching is in vain. Your faith is in vain. So the resurrection is something we need to grasp. Now, Good Friday. 
was a day that many thought was the end of that young Jewish preacher from Nazareth. And true, Good Friday from the human perspective was clearly the end of that young man, that preacher from Nazareth. After all, in his own words, in his own words, even on the cross, he declared words that made people feel so on that moment everybody realized that that is the end so if you read the gospels many were shaking their heads ow mobo some were beating their breasts ow some were mocking him some were even jubilating that we have pressed him down. We have done with him. Also, and remember, they said, you declare to be the king of the Jews. If you are, come down. Save yourself. You were bragging that you are a savior. If you are, this is the time to prove faith. But truly, he couldn't come down. He was so hanging there. So the end for many has come. And for the disciples, that was true. Oh, Mobbo. How do we bury him? In fact, how do we cover his shame? Because he was naked on the cross. Anyway, as a Methodist, never think that Jesus was crucified within Tuma if you think like this, what a jerk. Because it just the respect, the artistic impression, and that love for his image that we, the church, decided to cover the waste. But for those who persecuted him, for those who killed him, for those who wanted to put him to shame, they took off his clothing. And so if anything were left, if better so, he was naked on the cross. So at the death of Jesus, the church, the people who love him, the women who love him, Peter and John and James and the rest, they further know, let us save this man from this public shame. So on that Friday, they were moving heaven and earth. To get him buried. They can't go to the place of power. Joseph of Arimathea came up. As a believer and said okay. I will help. We need to take him off from this place. So the scripture says they manage. To seek permission. Because normally. The person should hang there. The person should hang there for days. Not just for that moment. But these people use ways and means through Joseph of Arimathea, who was also prominent in the council, to ask for his body to be buried. So hurriedly, they took him off. For doing this, they know the end has come. We will be, 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 
enyungwasie wea papa ye wi yensie no na ehun ya fekakra so hurriedly they took him off just took some clothing around him placed him in the new tomb belonging to Joseph of Arimathea that is why early morning on Sunday the woman decided, woman decided that there is an unfinished business that we need to finish because they couldn't birth him they couldn't put ointment on him they couldn't put spices on the body to keep it longer so there is an unfinished business to be done let's go to the grave early morning let's go and do it we waited for the Sabbath we couldn't go even though in the old Jewish tradition and some of the older manuscripts somebody could go to the dead body and do that on Sabbath maybe in the first century they stopped that so they couldn't go and our story begins from there they went to clean this body and to put spices on the body these women Mary of Magdalene Joanna Mary the mother of James and other women went to do what women do for the dead so the men thought that you go and do what you are supposed to do for him but as they were going they know the end has come. They know that this man is dead. Let's go and do what we need to do. So in tears, in worry, they went. But if you read Matthew, Mark, in Matthew, they had a concern. Ah, Uncle Sayyaman Brahmanaba. Now Ombe Pia. Because that is not women's job. So even at the death of Jesus, there was men's job awaiting. But they thought it's only for women to go and work on that day. So as they were going, in Matthew, Matthew says they were thinking about one noble pro or we are but in Luke, that wasn't said. It's all about the surprises that came. When they went, they saw the tomb already opened. And they were shocked and surprised. What happened? What happened? What, what is that? Friends, resurrection is the day that God begins our surprises. It's a day that God says a new beginning is coming. And your surprises starts with the day that the Lord has made. That is when your surprises come. So this woman saw that the, the, the stone is not there. So let us go and do our work. But when they went in, she, he was not there. Then coming out, 
they saw these three young men who supposedly are angels. Clearly they were angels. And they said, and I love what they said in Luke chapter 24, verse 5 to 6. Listen to them carefully. The women were going to look for the dead among the dead because the end has come. The women were going to look for the dead among the dead. But this young man told them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Hallelujah. Friends, in resurrection, Jesus proved that his beginning has come. It is not his end. Death is not his end. So when the woman went looking for the dead among the dead, the message was, you are looking for the living among the dead. Jesus continued even in death. Don't look for Jesus at the graveyard. He is the living one among the dead. So these women were given the fair surprises. God is turning the table around. God is turning the table around. God is turning the table around. Because Easter is the moment when the beginning meets the end. So these women were surprised to hear that news. And they were told, have you forgotten that way back in Galilee, way back in Galilee, he told you that he will rise again on the third day. And scripture says they remembered. And then, because Easter is turning the tables and a new beginning is coming, the women became the first people to announce the greatest news on earth that Jesus is risen. Look at the woman. And let us shift back. Look, if you read Mark chapter 16, verse 9, there's another scenario which probably came before what we are talking about. Because in Mark, Mark says, very early in the morning, it was only Mary Magdalene alone. And Jesus appeared to him to her first. This story suggests that there were a group of what? Women. But if we are to take Mark, he is saying the first person Jesus appeared to, the first, first person Jesus met was Mary of Magdalena. But who is this Mary of Magdalena? She wasn't a saint. In fact, she wasn't better in any way than the other woman. She was a woman in whom demons have perfected their kingdom. The word says, out of whom he had driven seven what? Demons. It's not just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That be Isa. If it were only seven, then the guy in the tomb, the guy at the cemetery, who Jesus met sometime and asked him, What is your name? And he said, My name is what? Legion. 
and there are many demons in me, legion will mean about 100 demons in me. So, I don't think that man needs demons or does this in Mary Magdalene need it. Mary Magdalene having seven demons could mean, it could mean that in her, the kingdom of demons is perfected. Jesus 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 go and tell my brothers that I am alive. They should meet me at Galilee. The Bessiana, Jesus, or the Sampa, or the Kana, or for a Wusso, or the Shannon woman, the Uncle Kenchan Coffin, Mrs. the Mabesian, Nahiman, Monsam, Kendoman, Onuna, Nifie, what's it? She wasn't a saint. She was full of demons. Christ loved her. Christ redeemed her some time ago. And it is this woman that Jesus is sending. My dear friends, Jesus' resurrection is turning the tables. So it is not about your past. It's not about the demons that has been in you before. It's not about what you have gone through in the past. It is about encountering the risen Christ and the message that he gives you that behold, go and tell the word that I am alive. It's not about our sorrow. It's not about Peter. It's not about James and John. The tables are being turned. And Jesus sent out women. Read the scripture very well. In Luke, when they told Peter and the rest, I think Luke was very fair. Luke, he said, because it were women announcing the resurrection, the disciples said, Omunyambramano. Men's fellowship for no. What's that? Ah. Let me read from the Bible so that it's not that or soften the way use a bad word in the pulpit. I want to use the Bible in Angasa so that it's like we are reading the Bible. Because that language wasn't good. Let us listen exactly what they said because Samangasa Makan. Okay, so for your pulpit, you know, I'm not going but I'm reading from the Bible. That is Luke 24. When the women went and told them about Jesus who has risen, verse 11 says, And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. The other version will say their words were nonsense. Words that are nonsense. Nonsense. Because because Low. Okay, one for her. One for her. Let's go on. Mba mba nemo. Nemo ba kache se Jesus are sorry. Jesus beso a sumo ubia onemo. So they thought that their words are like kukwana and the same. They couldn't believe it. My dear friends, 
God in the resurrection and the resurrection of Christ, God is turning tables. So don't take any human being for granted. Don't take your children for granted. Don't take the young people for granted, church. God will raise men and women from our young people. Don't take our women for granted. Because of the resurrection, God is turning the tables round. Women, don't take the men for granted. God is raising new men and women, holy people for his glory, because of the resurrection. So by the resurrection, tables are being turned. Mumbu obiara trotroba. Mumbu nyimpa da senyi de mfasu nyinu. Mumbu obiara de was ya on ye ye. He raised Mary Magdalene. He raised Joanna. He raised Mary, the mother of James. He raised women and said, Go and proclaim it. May God raise you up. May God turn your tables round. May you become an instrument in the hands of God. Because the resurrection says Christ is turning the table round. Don't seek him among the dead. He is the living among the dead. God is pulling surprises. And your surprise will come. And let us come to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want us to listen to Paul again. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says something about the resurrection of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15 20. 1 Corinthians 15 20. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruits, you want to underline that, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now, what is the issue here? Resurrection. Resurrection. It's one of the ways that God is pulling surprises to us. And Jesus stands out as the first of the resurrections to come. So when they say that Jesus is the first fruits of. And now we have first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And so on and so on. The resurrection of Jesus is the beginning of great resurrections that are to come. So Jesus is the first fruit of the resurrection. The moment when the beginning meets the end. In the resurrection of Jesus, we have the first resurrection. And other resurrections are to follow. Let us talk about the first resurrection. Jesus says, A seed must die 
And that seed will bring forth many. Until the seed dies, it remains alone. But when that seed dies, it will bring forth many. So Jesus was referring to his own resurrection. That I will die. And when I come up again, many will follow. Many resurrections will follow. Many new beginnings will follow. Many new things will happen. Because I have experienced the first resurrection. Let us read 1 Corinthians 15, 23, 24. 1 Corinthians 15, 23, 24. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterwards. Underline that if you have that in your Bible. Those who are in Christ. At his coming. Then those then the end comes when the, he delivers the kingdom of God the father, to the Father. When he puts to the end all and all authority and power. Let me read it again. 1 Corinthians 15, 23 and 24. But each one in his own order. So there's an order of resurrections. Christ the first fruits. The first resurrection. Afterward, those who are Christ at his coming, they will also experience resurrection. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, when he puts to an end to all rule and all authority. Jesus will do something new. Onyankopon has a new beginning. So it's like Paul saying, the resurrection of Christ is God's vindication. It is not just a future event. God has already commenced a definitive intervention in the death and the resurrection of Christ who will destroy every rule, who will break every authority, and who will destroy every powers that be and until the final victory comes. And therefore, in the resurrection of God, Christ, God has started new interventions. Onyame ashaside, or intervene, or break into our daily history, our daily life. Mercy Christ, no sorry, no. Ochede, onyame is moving. Don't, I have many people who think that, oh, say, move I have a good news for you. Because this is the day the Lord has made. Because you celebrate resurrection. Because Christ has raised you from the dead. And you live for Christ. Every day. Every Sunday. Every moment. God is intervening in your life. And new things are happening in your life. I have a good news for you. Open your eyes and see what God is doing in your life. Open your eyes and see the new things that are happening in your life. Because you think resurrection is for your death and up. Resurrection. Oh, I need to 
muwa na mosori bi o ajwa enyanwi ajwa enyanwi say e wu na bosori and say na preach resurrection then there is no resurrection but the resurrection is happening in your life today as a christian you have experienced something that God has done. Something new will break into your life. And you must allow God to do this. We died with Christ. We are being raised with Christ into a new life. God's intervention is at work in you. There is new things that has happened. Now. That is a resurrection, the intervention of God in your life. Righteousness, joy, peace, and holiness. God has raised you up for a new beginning. Don't sit down and, and, and wait on sin. But if you haven't experienced this in the church, I have a good news for you. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day to have a new beginning. And Jesus will start a new resurrection in your life. Something wonderful. God will surprise you. And you realize that new things are coming. And when you want to do the old things, you find it difficult to do it. Know that you are perfect, but because God's intervention is always on you. So what am I saying? If you are a Christian and you believe in the resurrection, let it happen to you now. The world out there don't care about Christ What They are not interested in that. When I was in Sunday school, resurrection, they had a crew man a joke. Early morning, eh? I'm watching. I saw hundreds of people. Christ, I saw. They had no crew. They had to know Christ. I saw. They had to know. I saw. I'm poor. Yo, 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 yo. I, Musona, I believe in that with all my heart. I do it with all my heart. Even I taught them the Madonna and Jesus already. I, I came to believe that strongly and I do it with all my heart. Jesus asked, Oh, son, unto them. Son, I saw the dad. No one woman cry. But he is risen because of the new life I am experiencing. Friends, Jesus is risen in your life. If you have experienced newness of life, the resurrection intervention is in your life and your resurrection has come. He is the first fruit and afterwards we experience it. Let us go to Romans chapter 6. Go to Romans chapter 6 and listen to Paul. Go to Romans chapter 6 and listen to Paul. What Paul says about the new life. Romans 6. Verse 2 and 3. Romans 6, 2 and 3. 
Pacho Wofongojo Mam. Romans 6, 2 and 3. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in sin? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Let's go to number four. Therefore, therefore, conclusion, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. Onyamime, inke, outside the one. They are not interested in, in, in Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm sorry. What they are interested in is what is there. If Christ is risen, he is risen in people whose lives are new. If the people are not living the new life, people in the church, those who say Christ, I'm sorry. If there's no newness in our life, tell me, where is the resurrection? So my dear friends, as we talk about today, the challenge is, are you living a new life to prove the resurrection of Christ? It's not the tomb. Oh yeah, people want to waste time and say, say whether the tomb is empty, therefore Jesus has risen. Let me tell you, in philosophy, in philosophy we have a way of debunking the gospel. We have a way of debunking the Bible. In philosophy, it is easy for me to do this. I will just tell you, I don't believe this stuff. If I tell you I don't believe this stuff, if you quote from here, I say I don't believe it. If you quote from here, Jesus, sorry, there's an empty tube. I don't believe it. Jesus was crucified. I don't believe it. So if I deny this, what else are you going to use to prove it? But praise be to God. Your life is a written gospel. Your life is a testament of the resurrection. Let people deny this book. Let people say this book is dead. Our lives will prove the resurrection. That is why the new life is important. Sir Christ Asura, the greatest evidence on Yemi, Nowo, Nankami Yeri. The worst in town. Mary Magdalene. Everybody knows me. My name is Marie Jata. But praise be to Jesus. Now they see Marie Jata and they call me Marie Iguamba because I have turned things around. So go to Isaiah, there's reading. Isaiah 65, that was given to us. The prophet says, God says, Behold, I make things new. A new heaven and a new earth. I'm going to make things new to the sense that even the lion will be with the lamp. I'm going to make things new that say, as a, a number two, a jam one abodom will better her without any conflict. That is a new world. That is a change on America. 
and says so you make and there. Why Brabo Bay for Frama was a number to her first in Vietnam and then yet. That is a resurrection. And I say, God will listen to your prayers. And before you open your mouth, God is listening because you have experienced a new life. Ebusia, I will discourage you. If the church coming is just coming here to dance and shout that, oh, this is Christmas, this is chapel. I will tell you, stay home. But praise be to God that you are here. You are here because that is where God made things new. I will create a new heaven and a new earth. When you read there, don't think about the last one in Revelation. Because if you listen very well, he's talking about something new in the world. Onyame is creating new people, a new world. And you have to be part of the new people and the new world. Look, God is raising great men and women. And you have to be part of it. Because that is what the spirit of God is doing today. What's the Ghana say? What's the Zama say? I'm telling you, among the parliamentarians, there are good, repented, new life Christians. They are living testaments. And some of them are so bold to tell their friends. Adia we jai. Go to the teachers in the classroom. Bray be minded then I won't pay the watch. I don't know. No, be go to the police service. There are Christians among them. God is raising new people in every generation, in every profession. Go to the police. I have one policeman in my youth fellowship. Wonderful guy. The last time we went out to preach the gospel and on the street, he was walking with me. And he was sharing the gospel. He was telling people about the love of Jesus. He was distributing tracts to people and telling them that Jesus loves you. Police wanted them. So I just bribe on Medina Ha and go to my image me. But this young man is among the police people who God is raising. In your police phone call. In your police phone call. Even among students, God is raising a new generation. Students who will say that I am for the Lord. I am on the side of God. I am not part of it. They know that this girl, this guy is different from us. May you be one of the people God is using to turn our world around. May you be one of the people that are bringing transformation to our society. Friends, Jesus is raising a new generation and you have to be one of them. If people don't see the resurrected life in you, then don't preach the resurrection. Don't talk about Jesus. People must see change in you. If you are a boss, 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 and your secretary is a woman, check yourself. If you are a boss, 
and you easily mm, 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 your secretary check your life resurrection is not in your life I want to tell you about the resurrection. I don't, want, I don't have time telling you, Jesus, he will not, sorry. All those things, friends, it's over. We need to understand our resurrection. Then finally, the resurrection means there is hope for you. Adolfo, the resurrection means don't give up now. There is something greater coming. The resurrection means life is beyond this. Don't give up. Situation, a woman says, I may be tough. I agree with you. I have been there before. I have been there before. I have been a point where it nearly says, let it go. I have been there before. Even when I was in color, I have been there before. When the church seems not to care about you, and they just throw you somewhere, and nobody even cares where you are and what you are doing, what you eat, and where you sleep. I have been there before. When I decided even to work at the warehouse, even as a sofa, just to make sure my family survives, the church says, we don't know you. I have been there before. When I'm writing some uh, CV, I have to drop all my degrees so that they will not tell me you are above employment. I have been there before. I just have to write high school lever so that I can survive even as a laborer. Not in Ghana, but in Abrochire. I have been there before. I went there not in my name, but in the name of the church. The church you are serving has even forgotten that you are there. I see if the world is ended. But I'm telling you, Easter is where your new beginning meets the ending. So don't give up. But I'm telling you, I have suffered before. But God is always with us. That is why I'm preaching Easter to you. God can raise you up again. There's a new hope for you. There's a new hope for you. And when I completed my studies and I was coming, the church said, Brafe, Brafe, Besinkwa, I nearly said, Memba, Mejai. Because you didn't care about me. You didn't care about my family. I was living in debt for years. But when you completed and you came home, they said, Brahakwaha, Brahakwaha. But we do this because we know that God has called us. We know whom we believe in. We know that in good times and in bad times, he is still the risen Lord. This is my message to you. When it is good, Jesus is alive. When it is bad, remember, Jesus is alive. He will support you. He will raise you up. Listen to Job. 
I know my redeemer living. And because he lives. Adafunum, Eva Sorage and I so. Now, yes, CNGDP, 